If you like your theology hot, caffeinated, and stimulating, pour yourself a second cup of your favorite beverage and sit down with me, Keith Giles, as we explore topics like hell, the second coming, biblical inerrancy, women in the Bible, deconstruction, penal substitution, and so much more in the brand new book, Second Cup with Keith. Now, it's inspired by my podcast of the same name, Second Cup with Keith, but in the book, we'll go even deeper into these topics and prepare to be inspired, surprised, and challenged on nearly every page as we tip every sacred cow and leave no theological stones unturned. Second Cup with Keith, Volume 1, the brand new book from Choir Publishing and Keith Giles, available now on Amazon. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical, with your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Welcome to another episode of Apostates Anonymous. Welcome to November. Welcome to cooler weather, hopefully, in your neck uh, of the woods. Yes. And maybe a little a little pumpkin spice in the air for all of you who are enamored with that. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Matthew J. Stefano, joined by Keith Giles. And say hello, say hello to the people. Hello, peoples. Uh, I am Keith Giles with the other co-host of this podcast. Um, and hey, I, gotta, I just got to do a shout out. I have a brand new book called Second Cup with Keith, which gives me a chance to mention my other podcast of the same name, Second Cup with Keith. So now it's a book. First, a podcast. If you if you like the podcast, you'll love the book. And it's uh came out this week as we're recording it. It was number one for a couple of days. Um, it's now like number 17, so it's still in the top 20. So it's done fairly well. Yeah. So um, what I'm going to do is I'll link in the show notes. I wish everyone would please go buy that. I designed the book. So um, I got to look at it and it's cool. It reminded me of you have a different writing style than I do, but like the um, the point of heretic, which yeah. I took like little bits and pieces of different theological, you know, things that I'm talking about or people are talking about. Yeah. And then, um, so that's kind of what you're doing. Whereas in other books, you might flesh out those ideas more. This is more like a primer to all those ideas. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, in a way, one way to think about it, I think is, you know, I wrote this seven part Jesus Sun series. And if you kind of wanted to hand somebody one single book that kind of covered uh, on a high level, those different sort of deconstruction t- sort of topics, um, second cup with Keith would be a great thing to do because it, I, I do, like you said, each chapter is really dealing with one of those questions and issues is following the episodes from the podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, it ends up basically being like a, you know, a sampler of like, you know, I think almost every chapter ends with, if you want to know more about this topic, you know, see this other book that I wrote. It's um, just basically a large ad. It's a 250 it's a page giant ad. commercial for, <laughs> for all my other books, but it's, a, so it's a great entry point, you know, for somebody. Yeah. So go yeah. pick that up. Link in the show notes. That is for sure. Um, what other kind of news and notes do we have before we get into this um, Driscoll heavy podcast episode? Oh yes, oh boy. Um, well, let me see. <clears throat> what else? Um, sitting in the shade of another tree, still doing really great. Uh, the book we, book we did with Pat. Yeah, Yost. if you haven't picked up that yeah, book, please that's do. A great book. That's a that's a really great book. 
Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I reflect upon it. I'm really proud of that book. I think, you know, when we do like one of these days, we should do like a retrospective, you know, the year in review kind of a thing with choir. And um, definitely that's, that was a win. That was a great idea. Great project came out way better even than we imagined it. Um, yeah. Really proud of that. And then coming up, um, let's see, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have, if you like Christmas, if Christmas is your thing, mm-hmm. we have some Christmas stories coming out classic Christmas stories that are in the public domain. So we put them all together. Dickens, Dostoevsky, Brothers Grimm. Oh, Henry. We have a bunch of, oh, Henry, a bunch of yeah. Christmas stories. Uh, Great. So classics, totally. Seriously, classics. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really good. And the cover's killer. As, as usual, the there are classics. You could, it's a frameable cover. It's really nice. Yeah. So that's another thing we got coming. And then a big year coming up, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about our boy Driscoll. I thought it'd be oh, fun yes. today to, um, <laughs> we've, we've done this before. Not, not since Twitter has become X, however, yeah, true. where we, where we go through pastor Mark Driscoll's artist, formerly known as Twitter's account. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Keith has not seen this because Keith, you could tell people why. Oh yeah. My badge of honor. Um, I go to, I go to Twitter to see what Mark Driscoll has tweeted lately. And it says, you have been blocked. By Pastor Mark, yeah. you cannot see his tweets. I'm like, thank you, thank you. I'm actually, it's bittersweet. Um, <laughs> well, and, and I was blocked I too. The only, I was blocked before I got rid of my Twitter account, and the only reason right. I can see it is because I'm logged in as the Heretic Happy Hour Twitter. Oh yeah, okay. There you which go. is still a thing, which we don't use, but Never it allows it. me it allows me insights, peek behind the veil. That's right. So he hasn't and blocked so, Heretic Happy yeah. Hour uh, Twitter account yet. Uh, yeah. yeah, but this all started with uh, Glenn Siepert sent me uh, a video of Mark Driscoll yelling, ranting, and raving, slamming the the uh, the pulpit, as yes. apparently he still does. You know, fifteen, twenty years later, he's still he's well, still on that brand, right? He's, he's still not on that same yelling shit. and screaming. Like that's what that's what gets turned into memes. That's what gets yeah. He you loves know, that shit. I'm sure. About. Yeah, he loves it. He and loves it. And he was like, you should remix this. If anyone can remix this, it'd be you. And I was like, yeah, I mean, those are those time wasting. If I have two hours to waste just to do some bullshit. Um, yeah. And lo and behold, I did. Yeah, so and it's good. It's really good. Um, we don't have an ad today. We have a special song dropping. The remix. Yes. The, the remix. remix. If you need to turn your headphones down, this is going to rock <laughs> your socks off. Do that now. <laughs> Or turn um, it up. You might want to break it up. Turn, turn, turn down for what? Um, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. The yeah. song is called "I Can't Wait to See Jesus," featuring Mark Driscoll. Just 
He'll just breathe. He'll just breathe. He came the first time to shed his blood. He's coming the second time to shed the blood of his enemies. He came the first time to endure the wrath of God. He's coming the second time to pour out the wrath of God. And when the nations and the Antichrist and the demon spirits and the evildoers oppose him, he'll just breathe. He won't even say a word. He'll just breathe. He'll just breathe. And everyone will be destroyed. He'll just breathe. He'll just breathe. He won't even say a word. He'll just breathe. He'll just breathe. And everyone will be destroyed. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing though. I think if you were to tag Mark Driscoll on that, He'd he love would it. love it. Oh, because like, he oh would think, God. dude, this is freaking awesome. Oh, they put ah, oh, this is so good. I made I you a, I, I made they all just want to be rock stars, so I made That's you a right. rock star for a day, dude. <laughs> so I gotta breathe. ask you, woo! I gotta I gotta ask you though, that is the woo? Is that woo? Is that is that him or did you add yeah, that? Yeah, him. No, that's he him. actually would say he said that during mm-hmm. this. Thing. I just chopped woo! it up and then he just gets it. so excited about yeah, Jesus just, coming woo! back to slaughter people. He's gonna yeah. murder so many ma- people. I, I listened to wait. it and I was like, you can these these when they rant and rave, they get yeah. into a sing songy sort of thing. Yeah, and they start having like almost a beat, and so right. I'm like, okay, and then once you hear that, he'll just woo! breathe. They're like, okay, you can chop that up. That's got to go in the spot. And when he does the woo, it's like, oh, that's woo. perfect. That's like a call and response. Let's go right, woo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then I heard, uh, and then you know, you get that stock audio. I, I don't have time to record shit like that. I, we right. used to record shit. We used to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, like me and my friends would re- let's record this kind of song. We spend fucking days, yes. like a whole weekend. Yeah. Now it's just like fuck it. Just that's awesome. Go get go get stock audio, and then you find a breakdown like that, and you're like, oh, <laughs> got to go in there. <laughs> but you're right. He'd be like, oh, this is badass. Yeah, he would love it. There's he would he would he would use that as mocking him. Yeah, he, he, it would be like they thank would. You, Matthew DeStefano, this is awesome. Hundred percent. If you put you that in like, like copy of my latest book, exactly, and <laughs> use this as your lead-in music when you walk on the stage at that's, your oh, that's his walk-in song, like you know, for a boxing match. Totally would. Mm-hmm. Yes. Doom, do, do, doom, doom, doom. Woo! So do, dumb. Do. <laughs> and I picked the like gr- grossest kind of rock track. Like, uh, <laughs> so funny, oh, dude. Oh, this is the guy that again, like he's like Trump, like he just won't go away. I really thought, you know, when he finally got removed and then they even did this documentary or whatever, this podcast series, right? Just like exposing all of the toxic, rancid bullshit this guy was responsible for, all the people that got just destroyed because of him. And nope. He's back in. He's got a new mega he's, church. He's, he's he's back on he's social still media. Still got four hundred and forty five thousand followers on Twitter. Dear Lord, four hundred and forty five thousand. Four forty five. Yeah, I don't remember what he had last time we did a did a Driscoll Twitter. See, it's it's 
isn't that depressing, man? That there's that many people yeah, that yeah, really love him, this kind of quote unquote <laughs> this bastardized Christianity, right? Where it's Jesus, the ass kicker. It's Jesus who's going to come. You add, if you added up all my social media, it would be yeah. like. 15,000 max. Yeah, I think, I think I'm about the same. I, I had, I used to, to have 15, like, something like that. I had over 10,000 for a while on Twitter, but then I think it's probably dropped down to nine, eight or nine. He's got 445,000 and he's saying the dumbest shit as right, we're about to they find out. Eat it up. They eat love it, up. it. They, they, it's like, oh, yes, we finally get someone to say all this hateful, ridiculous stuff. Um, I mean, this, this, the, this, that whole idea, right? That so Jesus. This is why they ignore the Sermon on the Mount because they really don't like it, right? It's like so. What gives them joy is to is he's going to come back and undo everything he said in the Sermon on the Mount. Forgive my enemies. No, I'm going to fucking slaughter them, fucking uh, and I can't slaughter. wait for that. It's going to. He came the first time as a lamb, but he's coming back as a lion, and I can't wait to watch him just eat and destroy and maul and brutalize all these other people. It's going to be great. And then you hear the people in the background cheering. Like yeah, uh, it's it's sick. It's really sick. It's quite sick. He's an angry, angry man. So let's find out more. Let's jump into <laughs> this beautiful man's Twitter feed and see what nuggets of wisdom and spiritual insights. Okay, first off, share first with off, us. let's go. Let's go to his bio. He okay. oh yeah. He says getting five stars and one star reviews since '96. Yeah, that's everyone, dude. That's that's just society. Yes. Like if you go to every, if you go to everyone, go to go to our Heretic Happy Hour reviews. It's, yeah, there's it's either like, five or one. There's fives or ones. Come on, that's everyone. Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. Um, November eighth. He. This is his latest tweet or X. David Pakman calls them excretions, so we can call them excretions. His excretions. I, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, he he just quotes or he's like you know he's retweeting or something um, or quote tweeting the AP Associated Press about the Ohio um, putting in abortion in their constitution, their state constitution. Yeah. And he says, God is pro-life from womb to tomb. This is demonic. Um, Mark, here's the thing. Uh, God is not pro-life according to you. We just listened to your song. That's right. Great song, by the way. Fantastic song. Great, great, great tune. Great tune. Stuck in my head now. <laughs> um, where God is going to slaughter like 90% of humanity. Uh -huh. So don't, how do you say God is pro-life, dude? What are right. you talking about? No, not only that. Yeah, this is the other thing too. The evangelical Christians um, are under the delusion that the Bible clearly says that life begins at conception, but it never says that. It actually says like, first of all, there's a recipe in numbers for for a, you know to perform an abortion on your wife if she's been sleeping around and pregnant no, some other no, guy's no. baby suspected that she's been sleeping suspected around. yeah exactly you just suspect it so <laughs> that th that's in there um there's also like you don't you know in in the Levitical laws you know that idea of an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth so like if you if you take a life then then you know you owe a life um but like when it the, when it talks about like if a if a pregnant woman is hit or struck in some way and she miscarries the pain, the penalty for that is like a, a fine. It's not a life for a life because it's not equating that unborn child as a full human being. Um, so you don't see that played out as well in the Levitical laws. 
you actually have the idea in Psalms that life begins when you take your first breath. When you're born, that's when life begins. This is the reason why, by the way, that in Israel, um, abortion is legal. It's even the reason why um, in Muslim countries, like Muslims are also in favor of, you know, pro-choice, that you can have an abortion. So it's only Christians who are, have made up this version of the Bible that that God is pro-life when God is not pro-life. That's not at all. In fact, I uh, we were on John saying show uh, last night, and he said something like, God is the least pro-life person in the whole book, right? <laughs> He's not pro-life at all. He's the one slaughtering millions and billions of people. He's the one saying, yep, here's how you, here's a recipe for how you can have an abortion if you need to. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's just not the case. It's, it's a fiction. Yeah. And we all know that we all know, I mean, maybe we don't, but that, I mean, abortion wasn't even an issue on the Christian plate. No. Politically until the, what, 70s? Until, um. Until, 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 uh. Jerry Falwell. Yeah. And yeah, until uh, segregation wasn't as popular because that was their yeah, first. That's the motivation. Uh, that was their first initial political point that they wanted to push. And that didn't gain enough traction. So they shifted gears and yeah. went to abortion. Yeah. Because, um, well, yeah, there's quotes, right, from, from uh, right after Roe v. Wade from the Baptist News, from the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, um, from lots of you know, Christian leaders at the time who were in favor of Roe v. Wade and thought that it was a wonderful thing. It was a good thing. So they weren't against it until somebody convinced them that they should be against it. Yeah. And and just to be so, um, not to belabor the point, but just to be so unaware. Yes. To, to like tout a God who is going to literally slaughter the great majority of us all. Uh-huh. Except for the good Calvinists of the world, um, yeah, like Mark, yeah, straight, complementarian, right. yeah. Bible believing, whatever, and then to and then to somehow be like God's pro life. It's like no, no, wait. How do you, how do you, how do you have such a disconnect between? I mean, I know we all got blind spots, but Jesus fucking Christ, like yeah. your whole theology is God's gonna wipe everyone out. Yeah. Everyone except yeah. you and, and and people like you. Yeah, well, it's, just, they, it's, yeah. Mind, it's mind blowing. They really just want to kick ass God, and they they, they need Jesus then, to be. Then at least say God is not pro life. At right. least say God doesn't care yeah. about somehow they're why, both then, true. <laughs> yeah, how are both so true? Like God cares about every human unborn child. At least, so at least, in, slaughter them. Himself. At least in Driscoll's theology. <laughs> at least in Driscoll's theology, all the aborted fetuses and babies are going straight to heaven right right very are, or are they because yeah. he's calvinist are they are some of those elected for hell or were they all elected for heaven you know i've heard it both ways i've heard some calvinists some hardcore calvinists say that um they know there was like there's that idea the age of accountability that if, if a child dies before they turn 13 or 15 or whatever then all of them are at least in heaven right right um, I guess. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I've heard some some Calvinists say that no, that they're predestined to go to hell even if they weren't even born. So can you imagine that? So you like, you're a soul. That. You're not even born. 
you're not even born. You're just like created in some like limbo. And some leftist room. aborted you. And then you and go then to you're hell. like, oh, hey, go straight to hell. <laughs> like, I didn't even do anything. I didn't have a chance to live. I had no, sorry. For sorry. my glory. I'm sorry. You would have. Yeah. But yeah, it's all about my glory. And I need some, I got to stoke the fires. I got that ego. Another log going on the fire and it's you. Jesus. All right. Next. Um, this is a, he has a lot about Israel. He has a strong opinion. Yeah, he even has a book that just came out like five minutes ago. He, he says progressive <laughs> leftists. Progressive leftists. Hamas doesn't do diversity, equality, and inclusivity. They do D or he well doesn't do D E I. They do D I E in all in caps. Oh, okay. So, okay, good one. Like clever. There's not a single progressive leftist that I that I have am aware of who is supporting Hamas. No, no. No, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't. If there I mean I'm sure you can find someone who is, but come on. Like <laughs> I don't know one of of them. I don't know anyone who's supporting what Hamas did. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, no one's supporting Hamas. Uh, well, again, maybe some people are, but I say the majority of the of these progressive Christians that you think are so demonic, they're not supporting Hamas. They're supporting like human beings who are getting slaughtered in a genocide. They're caught in the crossfire between Hamas um, and Netanyahu. And yeah, that's that's who we're advocating for is these innocent people, mostly children, or at least half of them children. Um, who just want to get away from this stuff. They know they want to get out of there and they can't. The, ne the next one's good too. There's going to be a lot, a lot. Okay. You, don't, I'll, I'll, you don't see it and the listeners don't see it either, but there's so cute. There's like two pictures. Uh -huh. There's a lot here, dude. Where do I start? Um, <laughs> he says, oh, it's a, it says best caption wins a frame copy of Romans apostrophe S one twenty six through 27. Okay. First off, there's Roman no apostrophe dude. mark. It's not. It's not Romans. <laughs> it's not Roman. And then his ownership of y yeah, someone named Roman. Roman. Remember Roman? <laughs> I know we all make typos, but Jesus Christ Almighty. Um, ro the first picture is a group of it looks like young white queer folks, um, okay. and the big banner says "Queers for Palestine." And there's a Palestinian flag and an LGBT flag with a fist. Oh, yeah. And then the bottom picture is a McDonald's with cows outside and the cows say cows for McDonald's. And, oh. um, okay. So again, how can you, why do you conflate Hamas and Palestine? Like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense like obviously groups like hamas are they lgbtq inclusive well probably not right no. these are but neither is he <laughs> these are these are right-wing like israel is a right-wing power using right-wing kind of you know yeah i think policies and it creates a right-wing i mean it's fighting against hamas which i would say is right right-wing ideologically in their you know understanding of the world um, that's again, not, why are we equivocating Hamas with Palestinians? Like aren't 50% of Palestinians children? Right. So they have no okay. idea what Hamas so is. They 50% yeah. of, of, uh, is automatically off the board. They're not Hamas. Right? right. So, I mean, we can go down the list. Like it doesn't make any sense. I, what's your take on this? 
Uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> again, just sort of extremely out of touch and reducing everything to like a caricature. Like he's not, it seems like he's not willing to even think about this or even to listen. I'm, I'm sure he's not listening to anybody other no. than himself on any of this stuff, right? To go like, oh, well, wait a minute. Well, maybe Hamas, maybe there's a nuance here. Uh, he's not interested in that, right? But the thing that scares me is this, that kind of stuff that he's posting is equating Hamas with every Palestinian. Um, it's it's really fuel for genocide. It, it Because it allows you to demonize every Palestinian. So it, it doesn't matter now when I see images of Palestinian children or women or people, you know, blown to pieces in Palestine, I just say, well, that's what those evil Hamas people get for being so evil. Like, but they didn't, those people didn't do those things. Um, yeah, but it feeds their end times like bloodlust oh, too. Yeah. Well, that's his book, right? He's got this book, War in Israel. Will the Hamas spirit trigger the end times? I'm guessing his answer is yes. Um, and it's seriously, this book came out like a week ago or something like he wrote this thing like a blazing speed or as I, or as I predict, he already had a book like this written and he just tweaked a couple of chapters, you know, mm -hmm. find, replace, threw in Hamas and I gave it a new title and re released it as this cutting edge, hot off the press book about Hamas that, yeah, he did. He took 10 seconds to think about. But, my, but Mark Driscoll wants Hamas. Oh, he loves All it. All these people, they He's need, they need for this. It. Yeah, because yeah. if, if, if. if they go, I can't wait to see Jesus. I can't wait to see Jesus. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the only way they get to that is by this kind of shit. So they love this shit. Yeah. And he also repeats, um, by the way, a lie. This is total propaganda and it's been disproven. But early on in the Gaza conflict, um, do you remember this? There was a story about how like there was like 200 babies or something that had been beheaded. Mm -hmm. um, which, of course, that just makes them you know that makes you believe like these are inhuman monsters how could they behead hundreds of babies but in a, a within a few days it was like well there's no proof of this no evidence of this no, no actual like this was just something somebody said but he repeats that bullshit in this book war in israel he says um babies were shot and beheaded right all this stuff like so yeah he's he's just Filling it with as much propaganda. Well, as I don't get why I don't get why anyone has to make up shit that because like Hamas did some terrible shit, but yes, they did. But but you know to so don't make up stuff like yeah, tell us what they actually did. Don't like make yeah. up things to make it worse. You know you don't have but to. That's, do that. You shouldn't have. That's to do a that. reflection on I think like we always try to be first. We always try to have right. a story out first. We got right. even if it's we don't you know. That's haven't fact checked it or anything yeah the world's gotten to be like that um i guess we can move on to the second one let's see let's or the next one um no this is good if i've learned one thing in 2023 it's this we've well one thing you, you probably haven't learned much more um pastors are shepherding their flock towards jesus or straight to hell there's no gray area that second sentence says it all for mark there's no gray area in anything it's, that's right it's all there's no gray area at all no nuance yeah. ever it's so yeah. typical of you know so many um so many within christianity unfortunately yeah, if, if if we could actually interview him that would be a great question to ask mark can you tell us uh, is there any any topic or subject where you believe there is a gray area and right. what would, would it, it would probably be something like 
something related to sports I'm imagining or, you know, like some, something. How, how long you can grow your beard. Right. Exactly. Something like, that. well, there's a gray area there, you know, the Bible's not totally clear on how long your beard should be. <sighs> okay. Next one. But at least he learned something. Uh, there's some growth. Uh, let me just say though, something about that too. Um, Again, he we mean different things when he says that. Like pastors are either leading their flock closer to Jesus, right? Or but but see, Mark isn't doing that. Like in that clip we just played, Mark isn't teaching people in his congregation about Jesus. He's not saying, and now let's let's read in our in our Sermon on the Mount series, right? He's not talking about Jesus. He's not centering on Jesus. He's not saying, here are the ethics of Jesus, the the message of Jesus, loving your enemy, caring for the poor, like. He's not doing that either. He has a version of Jesus that is is built completely out of revelation, right? This this all these symbolic things, and again, he's even misinterpreting and misappropriating all of those images. Like he loves this Jesus with a sword coming out of his mouth that's going to slaughter so many people. The the blood is going to rise up to the bridles of the horses. Yeah, woo! He loves that, but he never stops to say like, oh, this is a metaphor. Oh, look. It's actually being subverted. It's not a sword out of his hand. It's out of his mouth. And oh, the blood on his robe isn't the blood of his enemies. It's his own blood because he shed, he, you know, again, it's a it's in the context of shedding his own blood. It's it's he misses all of this stuff, right? He doesn't see that revelation is subverting the warrior god, you know, imagery. He thinks it's celebrating it. And so he's not even he hasn't learned anything, <laughs> actually. The truth is that he hasn't learned even that one thing this year. He never will. No, sadly. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't but again, so. it all comes down to who's Jesus. Like you get to make the Jesus in your own image, I guess. Yeah, he has the Jesus that he believes exists, which is from that song we just heard. There's a VIP section in hell, very ignorant pastors. <laughs> Good one. <sighs> okay. Basically, pastors who don't preach the way he does. You're going to go to hell. How about pastors who view the woman's vagina as a penis home? Uh, those guys are, those are in. Sounds pretty ignorant as shit. Um, yeah. Ooh, this is an advertisement. Who is the Antichrist and is he alive today? Join us for a prophetic look at the end times. Oh, I bet. Oh, boy. Well, you can tell, right? That's like the quote from that song. He is so primed and ready. This is the thing about this this idea that Jesus is coming back any minute now and all that stuff like that all that dispensational end times bullshit um it it totally feeds into that bloodlust right this fantasy idea oh I can't wait for Jesus to come back and just just murder all these people I don't like liberals and progressive Christians and you know gay people and like yeah I just can't wait it's going to be so wonderful and so, but we know this has been going on, you know, in America for what, since the 1800s, 1850s, something like that. And it's just been ramping up, you know, with pretty much, I think it, it really started ramping up with the war in the Gulf, the first one, the first Gulf War. Because I remember working at the Baptist bookstore and selling all these books about uh, how Saddam Hussein was the Antichrist and Gorbachev was the, had the mark of the beast. And, and then, you know, you just keep rewriting those books and changing the names. Uh, and it, you know, then it's then it's Obama, then it's Hillary, then it's you know, it's just so yeah. Never this, Trump this, though. 
No, the most likely person, by the way, would be Trump. In that whole, yeah, in the whole narrative, the most likely one. <laughs> no, it's not him. It can't be him. No. This, this is going, he starts going on, he starts getting back onto women, though. We're getting right into his wheelhouse now. Um, yeah, he knows he knows women more more than any women. To quote Michael Scott, I know the crap out of women. Um, <laughs> PSA, husbands, if you don't date your wife, don't be surprised when another man does. Ooh. I love the... Um, Nap. I love the uh, how it's just up to the men what yes. happens. Like another yeah. man is just going to come swoop in and she's going to have like no free no, will of her choice. No. Like, She'll oh, another man has swooped me off and I am smitten again. <laughs> yes. Just any man that comes around and, and does these things, I will instantly. Hey, what, a con, what a condescending, what a condescending way to talk about women. Because women don't, don't... have brains in their head. They can't think for themselves. <laughs> hey, They're just reactionary. The They're just reactionary. Um. This is a good one too. Having a strong wife isn't a problem, but having an independent one will kill a marriage. Oh, <laughs> she can't be independent. All I, the the song that came in my head was um, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Put your hands up. <laughs> I wonder what Beyonce would say about this motherfucker. I wonder what December would say about this motherfucker. Oh yeah. That would be that'd be really great. We could do another little remix. Like you did, you did one with her, remember? After the the James White debates, she did that great thing about yeah. my blackest friend. I just, I just put a little music <laughs> behind her. On that that was great. Having a strong wife isn't a problem. I, I I'll tell you what, Mark. I have a strong wife and an independent wife. Right. So our marriage is just fine. So why don't you shut the fuck up? Yeah. Well, see, again, it's that idea that men must dominate, right? The man must dominate. This this is Mark Driscoll's view of life, right? He thinks the Bible says this, and in some ways maybe it does because it is very patriarchal in a lot of places. But, you know, he's just taken it and weaponized it to this toxic level of like the man must be the king of his castle. He must dominate his wife. He must dominate his children. Um, he must rule, right, with this. Well, just iron- look at his. Look, you can't see it because you're blocked. Uh, but you could probably see his profile picture. Look at this. It's like, it's 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 emblematic of his entire view in one picture. He's staring at the camera. Yeah. And she's clinging on him and like, oh. like loving on him. And he's not even looking at her. He's looking. He doesn't look at her at all. He's the big. And she's looking. Superhero. She's looking like straight into like he says something funny. She's like nuzzling in. Uh-huh. It's just so. It's just it represents what he views of is like I'm. It's about me. It's all about me. Yeah. And she's here to support me. Yes. Yep. Man. That's it. He's a little, he's a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Now we're on to Democrats. Oh, this is a good, we'll go back to abortion. Okay. Being pro-choice and being a Christian are mutually exclusive. Period. Yes. I'll say this. If you don't have a period, maybe you shouldn't have an opinion on this. Um, period, Mark. Period. Nah, I mean, come on. Like, being pro-choice and being a Christian are mutually exclusive, period. It's like, Matt, why don't you call yourself a Christian anymore? Well, because they they call us not Christians, so we just left. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, okay, so I'm – because I because I cannot establish when sentience uh, happens – for a fetus yeah uh because we can't establish like all these questions that we have about it 
my my view of the whole thing is it's between the woman and her doctor and her family if that's you know what i mean or the people yes. that you know she uh trusts and confides in that's it it's not my so that's why i'm pro-choice so now because of that view which i think is empathetic and other oriented it's not about my personal belief about something it's not about anything with me it's more other oriented now i can't be a christian anymore okay yeah right. see yeah i i really really this that kind of stuff annoys me so much and i it happens so often and it usually is around political issues like this where um evangelical conservative christians constantly and sorry to cut you off sorry to cut you off he said this on halloween he couldn't even say happy halloween or nothing he just oh, had this not. stupid shit to say he can't just be like hey happy halloween yeah like a normal fucking person right <laughs> but it's this this is this evangelical thing where they have this ultimatum and it's always like conflating like you can't in other words like here's what defines a follower of jesus a follower of jesus has to be have my political opinions or have share my political views on these issues and if you don't that you're not a christian like okay can you show me in the bible where where jesus said or where paul says that if you don't believe this you're not a true follower of Jesus. Well, you can't because it never, ever says that. But but Mark Driscoll has the audacity to believe that he gets to define this, that he gets to tell the rest of us, here's what a Christian is. A Christian has to think this way. And if you don't, then here's what's so crazy. So then it doesn't matter, right? Let's say, I. but, but Mark, but what if I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture? What if I believe that Jesus was the second person of the Trinity? What if I believe that Jesus died for the sins of the world, and you know that if I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, you know, and I I, I will you know I'll be saved and all this kind of stuff? Well, you're telling me I believe all of those things, which are in the Bible and part of your theology, but I think that women should have a, the choice over their own bodies. That the that God is going to say, and this is in your theology. God is going to say, "Nope, you're going straight to hell." I don't care about all those other things because you know, like Mark said, you have to think this on this issue, or you're not a Christian. Well, you like that, that one. You like that one. I'll do you one better. Oh, here we go. Bring the it day up. before he said there are zero Christian Democrats in 2023. See, that's what I'm saying. You can't be a Christian if blank, right? And then when you fill in the blank, because uh, I've also heard Christians talk about this too, and like. You can't be, you cannot affirm homosexuality and be a Christian, or you can't be gay and be a Christian. So like you're now making being a Christian conditional on something that the Bible never talks about, that Jesus never said a word about. And like you think, you have the audacity to think that you get to define for the rest of us and for all of Christianity, what is and isn't a Christian based on just your personal opinion. You're supposed to be someone who thinks that the Bible is the word of God, but you're not basing any of this on any actual scripture. It's just your authority, your personal authority. We're just supposed to take your word for it. You get to tell everybody this is what a Christian is. And by the way, coincidentally, it's what I believe. So in other words, if you don't think the way I think on these issues, you're not a real Christian. Well, that's your opinion. Mark's opinion is inerrant and infallible. That's what we're really saying. That's what he's really saying. Yes. Mark Driscoll. Forget the Bible. All you need is Mark Driscoll. That's all. Pledge allegiance to Mark Driscoll. That's what we need to do. Man.
There's a hard. It's all angry. There's a lot of advertising no. for this book. Are you surprised? Now. Mark Driscoll is angry. Yeah, that's his whole brand. I would. Can you imagine, like, if there was a sermon clip where he's just happy and laughing and relaxed and all, like, hey, making jokes and like, it would like people would leave. People would leave that church if he did that for more than a more than once on a Sunday. Like, if he like for like a month, he was just like not angry about anything. Just preaching, preaching really boring sermons like from the book of Amos or Hosea or something, you know. Like, and over here, it's like you know, they'd be like, "I'm out of here." Where I need him to pound the pulpit and scream and veins bulge, and you know, when is he going to condemn somebody to the roasting fires of hell? I, that's what they need and that's what they want. He really doesn't like Hamas. Well, yeah, join the club. A lot of Palestinians don't either. Especially now that it's getting them all killed. Never any questioning of the state of Israel, which I always find odd. No, never any. You cannot um, critique something that maybe the state of the uh, nation of Israel did that, like, well, maybe that wasn't so good. Maybe they probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. No, he, he doesn't critique if, America either. He won't critique uh, uh, critique America. He might critique only when Biden. Obama's in charge. And right, Biden. if Biden or Obama, like, if there's a Democrat president, yeah, there you go. He'll bring it on, but he'll otherwise he'll never critique. Maybe America shouldn't be selling weapons to these, this country, or you know. You said if the if the church doesn't believe in the Bible, who will? Well, hopefully, no one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when does the Bible ever say to believe in? What do you mean by believe in the Bible? Right. Believe what it says. Yeah, believe. I believe it says what it says. Right. Or right. Yeah. it's an it's a it's an attempt to get to the heart of what it originally said because we don't have original manuscripts. Um, you think if, if there was so much emphasis on the book, we'd have, God would have made sure that we had a perfect copy of at least like one of the originals, uh -huh. yeah. like one of the OG ones. That's right. Well, that's why, like I always say, the Bible doesn't point to the Bible. It points to Christ. And so if you're a Christian anyway, right, the New Testament says this, that the, the word of God is, is Jesus, is Christ. The, the Bible is pointing us <clears throat> to this, this Messiah who is going to come and, and oh, this Jesus is a... says, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. He doesn't say if you've read the Bible, you've seen the father. Sorry, I got distracted by this. Is a good one. I feel oh, like, good. I feel like we need to have Safi Kaskas on. Yeah, maybe. Um, Allahu Akbar is Arabic for quote, our God is greater and is a declaration of spiritual warfare between Jesus Christ and a demon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Except that Christians in Palestine uh, and in other countries, Arab countries, who are Arabs, uh, when they pray, they're praying to uh, Allah, right? Could you imagine, like, imagine being someone who believes that every there's how many Muslims are there? Over a billion, right? Right, probably. Who who believe that, like, you believe the, that when they say this, that they're declaring war on Jesus when, like, we're <laughs> Like we just published a book, right? With Safi and and other Muslims, yeah. There's at least two Muslims Jesus. in that book who talk about Jesus, yeah. <laughs> and like how what they learned from Jesus and, and all Jesus these things, is in and the how Quran. how important he's mentioned way more than Muhammad in, yes, the, Quran in the Quran and all yeah. this. He's like the most important prophet ever. That's right. And then to be so, like he talked earlier about. VIP in hell is for very ignorant pastors. Like talk about ignorance. Like you talk about an ignorant pastor. You think Allahu Akbar. Yes. Is a declaration of spiritual warfare between Jesus Christ and a demon. I'm guessing the Muslims are the demon and the Jesus Christ is 
who they're de- they're de- when they say that they're declaring war against Jesus. Yeah, well, and declaring allegiance to a demon, I guess. So sorry, Mark Driscoll. Um, like it's so ignorant. It's so fucking ignorant. Yeah, Mark Driscoll, you you uh, you get to go behind the velvet rope in the VIP section, uh, dude. You are the League. you're sitting there with the top shelf shit, man. You're on you the are front the row. Back. You're on the front row. On one of those purple velvet couches, like VIP gold star backstage pass. Yeah. Jesus, man, that's the most ignorant ignorant shit I ever heard. Man, um. That is some ignorant shit. Yep. Let's see. How how, how much long do we have? We're, 15 we're minutes. Okay. Look at. Oh, God. Okay. So here's... um, This is a good one. Ending the life of an innocent child is evil and demonic. Okay. No problems there. Sure. If you kill like a toddler, yeah, um, that's bad. It. Whether it's in Israel or in a mother's womb. How about so if then it's he's in, condemning Israel. He How just condemned no? Israel. No. Because Israel no. has three abortions. Oh, I thought you meant he's he's condemning no. Hamas killing Israeli kids, but, but where what Israel, about what about kids in Gaza? It's free to abort it's 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 legal to abort children in Israel. They're Maybe he's just ignorant state. of that. He might be ignorant of that. He of course he is. He's ignorant of many things. That's why he's a VIP. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, good God to, okay, well, uh, so is the, um, if, if there, if you have a non-viable fetus and you have an abortion, that's, that's equated to killing a kid in Israel. He's yeah, dumb. He's dumb. He doesn't actually, even, he doesn't, he doesn't believe this. He didn't even think about what he's saying. He doesn't he, believe this. He thinks this is about abortion, but it's actually sounds like it's more about what the, the genocide that's going on. Because Israel is bombing a whole lot of children, like a living children. Uh, yeah. Um, Come on, Mark. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be shocking though if you read a tweet that we both went, damn, that's good. That was right. I'm looking right for on. one that I'm looking for one. Where I Can it be just that. one that we'd be like, I agree with that. That's really good. Yeah, that's a, good job. I like this one. October 9th. He tweets a lot. I've only gone back a month. I've been scrolling a while. He excretes a lot, I should say. He, ex- he excretes. Uh, liberal excretes. idiots who, <laughs> liberal idiots who say people are good and all religions are the same. No one says that. No. Inevitably, get punched in the face by reality. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because we get punched in the face by the reality that all of them suck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Religion's just not a good thing. But not again. I don't know, like, if, I don't know if you're trying to make the point I just I just made, but right. Well, it's like, again, we published this book, Sitting in the Shade of Another Tree. The goal, the point wasn't all religions are the same. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is like, And I don't really mean, I mean all religions suck, and, but the yeah. joke kind of writes itself. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I don't even want to say what he has to say on October 7th. Let's that bypass bad. that. We've had, well, I don't even want to look at it. We've had okay. enough of, the, of his opinion on the Middle East. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to find something I agree with, so it might be a lot of It'll dead be air. A long time. For the next That'll be the rest minutes. of the show, just scrolling. Nope, <laughs> nope, no, not that. Oh, just for you guys to so know, I'm still scrolling. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't found anything yet. Um, a lot of real men stuff. We're talking to real men stuff. He, he could write. Oh, a here's book. a good one. Here's a good one. If you want your daughters to be divorced someday, definitely do. Teach them to be independent. Oh, good. I'm on the right track. 
if you want them to be safe and happy, teach them to be strong and model what a godly man looks like. Oh, wait, wait. The woman is wait. supposed to model what a godly oh, no, You're supposed whoa, to model it. Whoa. You're modeling it. You oh, I'm modeling it. it. You oh. should model for her what a godly. In other words, by the way, what do you think Mark Driscoll would say a godly man looks like? What kind of modeling would you do? You'd be telling her to sit down and shut up. Yeah, I, I do that a lot. Um, I grab my wife by the like the tricep. I <laughs> grab her there and like move her when I need her to go places. That's, okay. um, That's right. I remind her when chores need to be done. Submit. Submit. <laughs> I can't even wife. say it with a straight face. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Apparently, Mark. Uh, apparently, I'm teaching my daughter to be. So again, though, like day. what he's saying though is like so if if you're a Christian man and you get a divorce. It's because you weren't Mark Driscolly enough. You should have been way more Mark Driscolly. I mean, you know, like it's so stupid. Think about so it though. Dumb. Like, what would what would Mark tweet if his wife one day decided she'd had enough and and decided she was going to divorce Mark? Would Mark say it's my fault because I wasn't strong enough? Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I, 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 you know, he would say no. He would he would find a way to blame it on her. So oh, there'd be yeah, you'd be so there'd be so much backpedaling, dude. Yes, he would because there's, there's all this isn't I mean, wouldn't he have to recuse himself from like right leadership? for ministry? I failed. Yes. Because it says if, it his, if his kids become non Christians, doesn't he have to step down according to one of the pseudo Paul letters? I'm waiting for the day that is inevitably coming when one of Mark Driscoll's kids becomes a teenager or turns 18 and he has their own TikTok account and starts <laughs> recording and videos. he's just like, hey fam, I'm out here doing my thing. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, I think it's oh, inevitable. God there's going to be, all. there's going to be a Confederate at some point that's going to break ranks in the Driscoll family and be like, let me tell you what's really going on. Oh, there wasn't God. there. Um, I mean, I mean, there kind of is with Piper, right? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like Piper's already had it with his son. It's like it's inevitable. There's going to be a break in the Driscoll uh, camp that someone's going to be like, "Let me tell you what it's really like in in Driscoll land." Mm-hmm. Inevitable. The choir will publish that book, by the way. <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're a member of the Driscoll family and you would like to write a book, as yes. the gayest man in the history. <laughs> that's right. Of- LGBTQ we, community. We will, will publish that in a heartbeat. We'll publish it faster than Mark Driscoll published his book about Hamas. Hmm. Sorry, I'm still scrolling for something I might agree with. It's yeah, just a lot of advertisements. So do you, does he get paid for these ads, you think? Oh, this is a good one. I wonder what his double meaning. So he has a picture of the Republican debate, the second oh, one yeah. maybe. And yeah. he says, Republicans, there's only one savior and he isn't in this photo. Hashtag GOP debate. I don't know if is he means Trump? Jesus or Trump. That's exactly And I right. think he was a purposely, I'm going to guess, I'm going to read into this. He purposely yeah. left it vague because I, I honestly don't know if Christians value Trump or Jesus higher. They certainly talk about Trump more. Right, and they're more excited about. I never saw, I never saw any churches excited about church as much as these MAGA supporters are about Trump. So yes, I don't know. You're right. I think he left that uh, intentionally, intentionally ambiguous, vague. so that yeah. he knows his followers, he knows his fan base, and he knows that they will fill in the blank with whichever of those, whether it's Trump or Jesus, and he doesn't care how they fill in the blank. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> I'm going to start using this in every applicable place. There we go. 
The good news isn't the good news without the bad news. Oh, that's right. Oh, of course, gonna, that should be a tattoo. He should. He probably has a tattoo that says that down his yeah. leg. Right down his leg. The good news is. And I'm gonna every time I do something good for someone, I'm gonna have to bring a little bit of bad, and then I'll say, hey. you know, like I'll give I'll give my wife a massage when she's sore, and then I'll just smack her in the back of the head, <laughs> and I'll say the good news isn't the good news without the bad news. That's right. Yeah, because I can't do something purely good. I have to first give you something bad, or just somewhere mixed in there. Like there's got to be bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, just give a really good haircut, and then just. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Good yeah. haircut isn't the good haircut without a little bit of bad haircut. <laughs> so there's like a big bald spot on the side here. So dumb. That's so not true. The good news isn't good news without the bad news. No, that's not true. I mean, that's never true in any situation. Well, think about like, it. This I, don't, way I, don't, I don't take my daughter to Disneyland and be like, well, the alternative was you would have burned in hell forever. <laughs> right. like, no, we just went to Disneyland because it's fun. Right. So again, let's test his theory. Okay. When Jesus preaches the gospel of the kingdom in these in the gospels matthew mark luke and john does he all first give them the bad news no let's look at the book of acts right so when the apostles what are they doing what's the whole point of the acts of the apostles it's them going out after jesus to preach this good news of the kingdom that he told them to preach right at the end of the gospels and when they're preaching the gospels where is the bad news they don't they don't preach the bad news they just give the good news and like in all in, in the book of acts there is not a single example of any apostle First preaching the bad news, you're all going to burn in hell. It's not a shotgun wedding. Like there's, there's no sermon in the book of Acts about the doctrine of hell. Paul never mentions eternal torment. Never, ever. So like where, again, Driscoll is dreaming up this stuff. This is a guy who says he believes the Bible is the inerrant word of God. He says that he's, you know, preaching the gospel. He's preaching Jesus. But then he says bullshit like this. There's no standing at all in the actual Bible. He's not even interested in that. Bullshit. Someone should have told Paul to mention hell. He should also. have, damn it. Why? What was he thinking? How could he leave that out? Oh, well. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. We'll just, we'll stick it in there. Don't worry about it. We'll we got you covered, Paul. Got to give you that bad news first. You left that part out. He's so cringy, dude. So fucking crazy. Could you spend five minutes in a room with this guy? Can you imagine being stuck in Could an elevator I? with him? Like you're stuck in an elevator with Mark Driscoll for like an hour. Like what would you God. say to him if you're just stuck in there? You just no, you just like if you're just in an elevator, I would try to come up with the best one liner. Be like, um, how's your wife's penis home? <laughs> <laughs> or like do do you That's ever get tired up. of being so angry? Like, don't you wish you could just like yeah, what's your blood pressure? Have five minutes of not being angry. Yeah, how, what what kind of uh what kind of blood pressure medication are you on? What are you taking there? Uh, oh yeah, man, sorry, I wouldn't mention his wife's vagina, but no. If I call it a penis home, maybe it's better. Sorry, for those who don't know, he once referred to women's vaginas as a penis home. I don't know if I've said that. Yeah, you haven't cleared that up. People don't know. Just They're thinking, case. why do you keep saying that? Like, because well, he said that. Yes, oh, he said it in he said it in public. Holster. It's like a penis holster. Yeah. <laughs> I quote it in my next book. Not not the one about hobbits, but <laughs> I was gonna say, boy, <laughs> yeah, that's real progressive uh, in your book about hobbits. By the way, yeah. uh, I gotta find one more. Let's just find one more. Um, yeah, could there be like one final one? This is the we see, this is the uh, parting shot. 
What do you got, Mark? Give us something good. He's got. He's got. We'll do two more. We need more fathers and less government. Okay, then the Republicans need to stop intruding into people's fucking lives. That's right. I agree. Um, I I might agree with that. I might agree with that tweet. Not the yeah, way he think, meant it, yeah. but not not in how he meant it. Yeah. No. Um. Less government. That's good. So get out of government, yeah. Christians. They, the Christians love big government, though. Republicans they, love big government. Let's they do. They act like they don't, but man, they want they want government in your pants. They want government in your life, in your bathroom, in your bedroom, messing in your junk. That's what they want. I mean, they want a freaking theocracy. You know, a lot of them. Like, what is more intrusive in government than a theocracy telling you what you can think and believe and say? Like, come on. Um, should LGBT individuals be allowed to serve in church? That's a good one. Um, yes. Sure, of course. If it's, well, yeah, they should. Here's the thing about that Mark doesn't understand about that. It, I bet even in his church, there's probably some people that are gay, although maybe they would have left by now. I would say in most churches, there, there are probably the people that are secretly gay or trans or queer uh, that probably are on staff in some capacity. They just aren't telling you. And you probably think they're some of the best people you have. You're like, man, that person is so awesome. They're such a great person. And it's because you don't know who they really are. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, let's end on this one. Okay. Christians need to discriminate more. Just, we're off to a great start, aren't we? Discernment doesn't do you any good if you can recognize what's evil, but then welcome it with open arms. Uh, well, I know what he means. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to, well, he's not, I'm not a Christian, so he already excluded me, I, but I'm not a Democrat. I'm not reg actually registered as a Democrat yeah, and we never have been, but, um, I am pro choice. So yeah. I guess I'm not a Christian, but if I were a Christian, um, yeah. Okay. I discern that Mark Driscoll is a dick. Um, and I guess that makes me, and technically, I guess still, is he still on Patheos? You know, I think he is. I, um, I do think he still has a blog. Let's look can, that up. Can that, can that not, yeah, can that not be something that he is still on there? Yes. Mark just dude, this is the thing about Patheos. Patheos, they have everything, dude. They let everybody on there. Okay. Yeah. But someone who's so toxic and has such a history of like abusing people. I have a problem with that. But so whatever. let's see. Not, Mark Driscoll. But when was his last? Hold on. Let me see. When it's been forever. 2020. Yeah, 2020. It's still, it's, up. Been, it's still like yeah. left up there. Like why a is Christian it left is up odd there? for God, a study in First Peter. Most non-Christians see Christians as odd. Giving your money to God is odd. Not I wonder if he ever got those copies of my book that people sent him because I noticed. Send um, him another. We got to do it again. Send him another one. Okay. Don't be a dick, well, heretic. While you're there, there's there's a couple links in the show notes. We're going to wrap up now. Um, go pick up – if you're going to pick up one book, pick up Keith's book, Second Cup with Keith. Uh, but if you're going to pick up two books, pick up Don't Be a Dick <laughs> and send it to Pastor Mark Driscoll. Please do. If, mail him a copy. You, like mail him a physical copy of this book. Say, I, mm -hmm. I, I got this book and I thought of you. Yeah. There mail you to his church, the Trinity Church. 
It is at 8620 East McDonald Drive, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85250. Again, that's the Trinity Church at 8620 East McDonald Drive, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85250. Send them a copy of Don't Be a Dick. There you go. And also, if you if you want to, Twitter bomb him uh, a link to <laughs> or the, excrete the song. on him. I think it's a re-excretion. Yeah, re-excrete uh, the link to this <laughs> to the remix we did. Because I yes, think please. he would start using it. Honestly, I think this thing could go viral because of Mark. Mark would share it on his Twitter feed to his 65, what is it, 100 and, how many thousands people? 455,000 followers. Can you imagine 455,000 people all listening to that song? Doom, 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 doom. Geeked He'll out just on breathe. it. Dun, dun, dun. It'll be like a Flamey Grant moment, dude. You'll be like number one Christian video, right? Well, it's on YouTube, so we'll, I'll share the link in you. I'll share the YouTube link in there the you show. That's awesome. I think it, we can make it happen. This is a this is a community show, people. We need you to do your part. Please help us. So you have three steps. There's three three calls to action right now. Yes. Buy Keith's book, Second Cup. Buy Don't Be a Dick and send it to Mark Driscoll. The address yeah. is in the show notes. Yes. Or I just said it a second ago. Yeah. And then um, tweet the link. Send and that tag link to and tag Mark Driscoll. Because you're not you're not blocked. I'm guessing most of you listeners aren't blocked, but we are. So we it's need at to help Pastor us. Mark at Pastor Mark. At tweet Mark. that tweet that YouTube video at that him. right at him. <laughs> so dumb. I think that Love should it. be the title of this episode, right? Uh, Mark Driscoll excretions. Mark Driscoll's excretions. Yes, reviewed. examined. Yeah. We review, review Mark Driscoll's excretions. Reviewing Mark Driscoll's excretions. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dirty job, uh, people, but someone's got to someone, do it. I don't know why we have to do it, but someone's been called to do this. Yes, this is our um, mission. Yes, and rate and review this lovely show. Please do. And in the, in the review, if you mention the word excretion, Keith will send you a free book. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, see you in two weeks. See you guys.